my goodness. You know, when we get together, we, we love to have a good time. But I, I, just, I just feel like God is going to do what he does in here today. I believe that God is going to set us free and just uh, break some shackles and break some chains and, and just rescue us maybe from ourselves. I mean, that's what I'm just feeling like. The rescue is from ourselves. But what I mean by that, we are so hard on ourselves. Man, I can beat this guy up in the mirror all the time. I really can. But I tell you, you know, the, the songs that the, the Lord laid on Thomas's heart today just really drew me in about how good God is, how big God is, you know. And we know that up here, but it's always letting it drop into our spirit. And so I just pray today that, you know, no matter what you've been going through, what's happening, the mistakes we've made, uh, mistakes, you know, even in missing opportunities, that, you know what, today's a new day. It's a fresh start, amen. And God's all in a restart business, amen. He loves to reboot us, you know what I mean? Just like that computer, hit that reboot, you know. No, I didn't say Buddha. I said reboot. So (laughs) make sure you all heard that right. But uh, he gives us a fresh start, and I just love that about God's grace. And so with that being said, uh, what else we got? I want to remind everybody that we have an opportunity to come together and go deeper in study on Tuesday nights. That's from 7 to 8.15. You can jump in any time. We've got some cool studies going on there. Um, we're still looking for a good date for our movie night. It looks like it's going to probably be in uh, March, so we'll keep you posted on that. And uh, what else can I say about all those things that we got going on? If you're a first-time guest here, look, just grab somebody and say, hey, uh, what, what's going on around here? Grab me. I like to talk. But we just want to welcome you. Um, we got some CDs. We got some books. We got anything that we can pass on to you to encourage you to grow in the Lord. We want to pass it on. Amen. They're, they're tools to be used. And I need this for part of my sermon. I'm glad I got it in my notes, but I'm going to hold on to this because I read something in here this week in a daily bread um, uh, that really kind of set me in motion for this message today. So, But you know what? This is not the one I had, so I'll have to tell you what I read about it. <laughs> yes, preparation. There we go. But, you know, I used to really let things beat me up uh, in cases just like that. Oh, my gosh, I I didn't have the right thing. And what I found over and over is this. You know, God will fill your mouth at the right time. And I'm going to share some stories about that, too. So I just want to welcome everybody in the mighty name of Jesus. I'm going to go ahead and pray, and we'll jump into the message. Has everybody got a handout that needs one? If you'd like a handout, we'll make sure you get one. You can take some notes. Um, That's always good. If you need one, just raise your hand. Mr. Miles, we'll make sure you have one. There we go. Awesome. So did anybody enjoy themselves so far without praising? Absolutely. That's good. Man, I think when we get praising, we're allowed, we just put things behind us and open our hearts to what God has. So I'm going to pray for us and we'll see what God has in his word today. Amen. Father God, I thank you for each one here. I thank you for the great opportunity to come to share your word, to praise you, to be in a place that we can come and... Uh, Just recognize who you are. Lord, we can do that at home. We can do that anywhere. But you know what? You want us to set time aside to come visit you, to to meet with you, to to come together with our brothers and sisters in Christ, Lord. Father, I pray as we're here today for hearts that are heavy, Lord, I pray that you fill them, Lord, with a freshness. I pray that, Lord, we don't just come in in business as usual, check a box, whatever the case. And going about the right, our our, our ways. But, Lord, that we come in, are transformed by your word. Uh, and, and make a difference in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody ready? Say amen. amen. Well, I want to jump in, and I think most of y'all see what we got up on the board. It's called business as usual with a big question mark on that. You know, I think in our lives a lot of times we can, we can fall into that real easy, can't we? I mean, with relationships. I mean, do you tell your sweetheart that you love them all the time, or, or, or is it, well, they know that. I like to hear it. Oh, oh, she's looking now. <laughs> I like to hear that now, teasing. That's why she sits way in the back, right? But, you know, it's nice to hear that a lot, you know. 
It's like that you know that I love you, that I that you know, uh, man, I'm sorry. Some of these things, whatever the case is, you know, because in a leaving, loving, living, breathing relationship, man, there's bumps and bruises sometimes. Amen. So you know what? We need forgiveness. Where do we get that from? Man, God's got to work it in our heart. So we forgive ourselves and we forgive others as well. So I want to keep on rolling with that. So, uh, you know, I was looking at this and I, I read this one little line, business as usual. And it just kept echoing and echoing in my heart. And I said, you know, when we come here each week, we can, we can listen and we can turn around and go. Or we can take the opportunity to apply God's word in our life. Amen. You know, I think back to some of the messages that we preached this week and, and the last week and stuff. And I thought, man, isn't that a way to just continue to build momentum on that? Usually I work on messages a week at a time or however God wants to do it. But if you start looking at what God's been doing, it's been building momentum on what we've been, been talking about. So I just want to encourage you guys with that. If you got your Bibles with you today, I encourage you to open it up to Romans chapter 12, verse 2. If not, don't sweat it. We got it up here on the board. But I always encourage you to bring the word with you. It says... Do not be conformed to this world, but continuously be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you will be able to determine what God's will is, what is proper, pleasing, and perfect. Man, it's like I said, you can take this information with you today and you can apply it or you can file it or you can say, well, that's real nice for somebody else. But I'm praying that each one here say, I'm going to take that with God showing me and apply it to my life. I believe everybody sitting here, that's why you're here to take it and apply it to your life. You want God to make a difference in your life. People that will be listening on the internet later on. I pray that when they hear this, that they'll take the word of God and apply it to their life. And guess what? What I say every week, I'm preaching to me first. You know, I'm preaching to me first. Because it always comes down to what? A choice. Will I align my life with God or will I just do it my way? And I know what? I say this many times. I know I can make a whole lot more trouble than I can get out of on my own. I can make some really bad decisions. I won't ask you to raise your hands, but I know we all can make some bad decisions. Everybody say amen, right? Amen. But let me tell you, that's not there to capture you. That's not there to chain you to your past mistakes. I'm going to tell you about something that will break those chains, amen? His name is Jesus, amen? He is chain-breaking, forgiving, loving God, restoration God. That's the only reason I'm standing up here. I can promise you that that's the only reason I would even take a step in this direction because of the grace of God. Amen. How about you? Well, let's keep on rolling. There's a few things here that I want to share. And when we go back and look at this particular piece of the scripture, it says this, but continuously be transformed. It's not a one time deal. See, your brain still thinks it's in the world. Amen. Your brain still thinks it's in the world. Your heart got transformed. Right. And it takes a little while for that all to catch up. But I want to tell you today, if you've called on the name of Jesus. At any time in your life to come in to forgive you of your sin, that you are sealed and secure. Can somebody say amen? amen. That's not something you got to do every day, every week or anything like that. It's a one time deal. But you know what? It's a process of us living in that the rest of our life. Amen. But God hears your cry. He hears your voice. He's close to you. Amen. Does anybody ever pray? Sometimes it just feels like it's bouncing off the wall. You know, sometimes. Well, you know, a lot of times what I found in my own life is when that's happening, God is continued to mold me. You know, continue to mold me. Maybe there's some things I need to listen closer to. Maybe I didn't do the last thing that God asked me to do. Things like that. So anytime when you feel like you're not breaking through, keep pressing on. Keep, keep listening. Keep trusting God's word. Amen. Because it never changes and he never changes. Amen. And so that's our whole foundation, man. Are we going to stand on God's word or not? And then everybody said, yes, we are. Amen. Amen. Well, so today... I pray that we, we take these truths of God's word and we apply them to our lives. Right here, 
right now and, and, and make it personal today, you know? So that's what we're going to look at. We're going to look at three areas. We're going to be looking at God, me, which is us, and others. And let's go ahead and move with that. Everybody got everything they need? Say amen. amen. All right. So first, I want to take a look at this one. We're talking about business as usual. How about let's start at the source, amen? Let's start at the source. I said, when you think of God, what is your first reaction? I ask this a lot of times, you know, what, what do we think of? I want to, what is your first reaction? And a lot of times your first reaction to that will be the state that you're in. All right. Think about that. Is your first reaction? Oh, it's a bunch of rules. Is your first reaction that he's a loving God? Is your first reaction that you feel guilty? Do you feel shame? Thomas didn't know what I preached on. And that's something how, how the Holy Spirit will bring those things together and just work those songs right in there. And I just love that how God does that. So, you know, think about that. All this sets the course on what we believe, how we see God. Amen. And if we want to see God properly, what do we need to do? We need to open his word. We need to look to Jesus. Amen. We not look to the buddy, not look to Sally Sue, not any of those things. Because, of course, there's some folks that, that you know, are, are doing their best to live a godly life. But you know what? Most folks will let you down. Hate to tell you, I'll probably let you down. I don't want to. That's not my desire. Pray for your pastor. But I'm going to tell you, I want to point you to Jesus. Amen. Because I know he will never let us down. Amen. Well, let's keep on going. Boy, I think that's the tiniest writing I've ever put on that wall. I don't know what happened. It must have shrunk at night. Anyway, it says, how we view God sets our journey in motion. Think about that. It sets the stage for everything we do. Everything. Whether you're now, I wrote this down. I want to to walk through this and talk through this. Whether you're a believer, a seeker, or a non-believer, the answer to this question still sets everything in motion. I said, if I'm a believer, then everything I I, I do should be set on on the principles of God. It should be the centerpiece of my decision making. It should be the centerpiece of what I do, how I respond to others, and everything else. Yeah, we still miss the mark, but let's keep striving for that. Amen. If I'm if I'm a seeker, somebody that, you know, I, I think there's God out there. I'm not sure. You know, then guess what? That's still going to be part of their process of, of, of thoughts and, and making choices. And then if somebody's a non-believer, it's all about them, isn't it? It's all about them. They're not even putting God in the equation. Well, today, let me tell you, God is the equation. Amen. And, and so how do we apply that in our lives? So as we look at that, it, it leaves fingerprints on everything we do. When you think about that, I had a guy one time tell me, you know, uh, he was talking about business. And, and he, was a, he was a new believer. And I hadn't been walking with the Lord that much, but I know it's all God's. Amen. I knew that that much. And, uh, and we were talking about something. We were sitting down talking. And he says, yeah, but, you know, business is business and God is God. I said, who gave you a business? <laughs> it's all his. So I can't, I, I don't want to run my business one way and then be a Sunday Christian, amen? You know? Now, I, I realize, I'll be the first one, some, some days we look better than others, amen? But we just keep getting up. Because you know what, when he said, I've been dirtier, yeah, man, I've been filthy dirty. But let me tell you, that's, that's looking straight on at me. But when God looks at us, because I'm a believer in Christ, and you put your faith and trust in, we're as white as snow. We've been washed with what Jesus has done on the cross, poured out his blood for us, Amen spotless okay let's keep on going but i think about that over and over and let's take a look at this this is how we did i hit it yeah how we uh view god sets our journey in motion man you'll see that i'm gonna go back to the situation i talked to a fellow about work and uh stuff well you know i, I don't want to be ramming stuff down people's throat and i don't be run, run, you know jamming jesus down their throat i said well if you just live for him you don't have to amen now, i'm preaching to me now you know what I mean? I'm thinking about that. 
I'm thinking about that. I'll give you a, a perfect example. Didn't know I was going to bring this up. I love Mustangs. I love cars. I'll pick up some, and I'll have them for a while, and I'll sell them and get something else and ride something. That's just a hobby for me. Talked to a guy this week, said, man, I want the car. I said, okay, come get it. That's it. We worked out a deal. And he says, I can't go. I'm going to send uh, my, my father's going to come. And uh, his father's going to drive two hours to pick up the car. I said, okay, here's the pictures. Here's this. Got a nick here. Got a scratch here. This is good. This is everything else, right? And, and so anyway, he said, man, I really, he said, I really enjoy talking to you. I said, well, I'll tell you what. I said, before you get off the phone, how about I pray for you? He said, that'll be nice. So I pray. I said, Lord, if this is the car for this guy, make it be a blessing. If not, that's okay. If that's not what, what it is, that's fine. So he said, man, and the guy texted me about three different times. He said, man, I really appreciate you praying for me. See, it was another opportunity. It was another opportunity in the midst of my regular day, regular stuff, everything else. So the guy gets there. He looks at the car. He walks around the car and he goes, I'm not, uh, I'm not going, I'm not going to take that risk. Uh, I appreciate your time. I said, okay, no problem. Not a problem. He didn't, he didn't get in it. He didn't drive it. He didn't kick the tires. He just walked from one end to the other and, and pops was going home. <laughs> so I said, not a problem. I drive on back home. I sent a text to the guy. I said, Hey, I said, sorry, things didn't work out. I pray that you find what you want. He calls me and said, what happened? <laughs> he said, I thought he was going to be driving a car home. I said, I did too. And I said, well, I don't want to come between you guys on, on this situation. I said, but if he sees something that I need to fix, you, you let me know. He said, wow, that's something else. So the guy called me back the next day. He said, he, said, he just didn't want to make that big of a, a decision without me being there. And he thinks that we ought to wait. I said, well, that's fine. And you know what he said again? He said, man, I really appreciate you praying for me. I said, well, you know, we prayed about it, right? He said, yeah. I said, you believe that in what we said? I said, yeah. I said, and evidently that's not the call for you. He said, I guess you're right. So that could have been a negative thing, right? But in the midst of our day, are we, are we just, is God in the midst of our, our, our deal? You know, I don't think as Christians that God should be left out of anything we do. Amen. I, I really don't. I mean, it's not like, well, I'm going to do this, but he's not in that. Well, you know, here, Jesus, I'm going to just put here, here. Let me just put you over here. Right I'm going to put you over there right now. And I'm going to go do what I want to do. And then, well, man, Sunday, I'll, just, I'll, just put him, I'll, put, I'll put him back out there. For everybody listening, I was just moving a little cross on there. But you know what? I think it needs to be our life. Amen. And sometimes, you know what? I probably got it looking like this. Upside down, everything else. But you know what, Lord, forgive me because I want to represent you well. But I'm going to tell you, the God that I know, the God that we sing about, the one and true only God, he's about forgiveness. Amen. And so that charts everything we do. It sets our journey in motion. If I see God as a harsh God that's going to beat me down every time I miss the mark and everything else and rules and this, man, I'm not going to be real happy about going to church. I'm not going to be, I'm going to be living like this. You know, it, it's, it's funny because sometimes I'm going to try, try to drag this in a little bit, just something like this. I love picking at my kids. I don't raise a hand to my kids. If they need it, then, then, then they need it. But so far they have needed. I probably need it. But I tickle them all the time. You know, we'll be going down the road. And go, hey, daddy. He goes, stop, don't do that. Right? And what I, it's actually worked against me because now we'll be in a store and I go, hey, man. He goes, what? And I think they probably think I beat my kid. I'm loving on them all the time, you know, and, and playing. But see, you know what? Isn't that the way that we would probably respond if we felt like God was going to whack us? If, you know, like this, like this. So I'm only going to tickle you, okay? But he don't like to be tickled, so I guess I better stop. But the reason I thought about it, I was like, man. I didn't even realize that. I didn't even realize that because he's, he's got his guard up. He's got his guard up. He's got his guard up. 
Well, I want to tell you what, we don't have to have our guard up when we know the love of Christ, amen? We need to have our arms wide open. And that's what I pray as we come into uh, just fellowship today, that we just let that set us in motion. Them love and arms set us in motion. God coming to rescue you today. Does that sound like a good plan? Amen. Let's keep on rolling. I said, what you believe, you will follow. If you believe a lie and you really believe, you'll still follow it. So we need to make sure we believe the right things. Where are we going to get the truth? God's word. The devil wants you to keep that Bible shut. He don't want you to go to church. He wants you to, everything's okay. How many people believe that pastors have no trouble? Good. <laughs> okay. You know, we have the same thing that everybody else has. You know, the same thing. And, I, and I'm going to tell you what. Think about spiritual warfare or warfare. If you got somebody coming up the hill and they've got the gun and they're shooting it, that's the guy you're going to take out first, right? Well, if you're the preacher and you're running your mouth telling everybody about Jesus, guess what? They go, we got to shut him up. Right? Give you something to pray about this week, right? Amen. I got a phone call this week and uh, it went to voicemail. And one of our members here said, you know, the Lord just laid me on, laid you on my heart. I'm going to tell you, I've been praying for you this week. I just want to let you know, I've been praying for you and your family this week. Man, that's a blessing to me. That is a blessing, you know, because we're praying for one another. Had somebody bless me with a gift today. My friends. Miss Peggy, when they came up here today, they handed me an umbrella. I was like, what's that? I thought they were going to get me to cart me off with that. She said, you know, a couple weeks ago, you were, you were out in the rain. I don't want to see you out in the rain. And then she told me this. She says, you know, I prayed over that umbrella. You think I'd take anything for that umbrella? Absolutely not. She said, you just think of that in your prayer covering. See, that's a blessing, man. That's a blessing. Isn't that some, just, and that was a couple of weeks ago. But it was still on her heart. It was still, you know what, I, I, can, make, I can make a difference. You know what, I, I'm going to pray for my friend. I appreciate that so much. I appreciate that so much. So you know what, what you believe, you will follow. How many people believe that prayer makes a difference? Yeah. Amen. Amen. So we're going to press into those prayers. We're going to follow what God says. You know, a lot of times uh, when we're praying and I ask somebody, they said, well, we're praying about this. I'm praying about this situation. Maybe it's something health wise. I said, well, what scripture are you standing on? And sometimes they go, what? See, I want to pray in accordance with God's promise, right? He said, no weapons going to form against me, right? He says, man, by his stripes, I've been healed. I said, Lord, this is what your word said. I believe it. I'm trusting that. See, that's why it's good to have the word. We're speaking that word into our situation. That changes everything. That changes everything. So it's always good to know the word. I just thought about something. When I first became a Christian, I had, uh, had somebody call me up, you know, because I was a little excited. It hadn't changed. And I didn't know much about what was going on. All I know is that I needed Jesus. And he said, come on. I said, I'm in. Right. And somebody that believed a little bit different than, than what we believe, they asked me a bunch of questions. And I didn't have the answers. And it really bugged me. Because I love the Lord. And I knew what they were telling me. That ain't right. And my spirit was like, that ain't right. That's not right. And I promised myself then. I promised the Lord. I said, Lord, if you'll teach me, I'll dig in your word. Because I want to represent you good. And when somebody brings something up, I want to say, well, that's not what the word says. That's not what the word says. So how did I start doing that? And there's a whole lot I don't know. Amen. The first thing, I wanted to make sure that everybody I talked to knew what it took to have a personal relationship with the Lord. Right? I want to make sure that they know Jesus and I can tell them by God's word how to do it. So I got me some index cards about that big. 
And I looked through all the scriptures that I could find that were kind of short because <laughs> I can't remember them. I looked through, through the scripture and I said, Lord, help me to remember these. And so I took like salvation scriptures. By grace, you're saved through faith, not that of yourself, but it's a gift of God. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Right? I learned that a long time ago, but it took a little time. So I put it on, I put that thing on a little index card and I put it in my pocket. And I'd be working on something and I pulled that thing out. I put it back in my pocket. And then I had two cards. Then I had three cards. Then I had four cards. And next thing you know, I had a bunch of cards, right? And I probably forgot most of what's on those cards, to be honest with you. Because I need to review them, right? We need to review those things. But what was happening was God was taking that a little spoonful at a time. A little spoonful at a time. So when somebody came up with something about salvation, I was like, that's not right. If somebody tells me, well, you got to be a good person. no. That's not what it says. It says it's by grace you're saved through faith. Not that of yourself. It's a gift to God. God did the qualifying, not me. Amen. But if we don't open our word and we don't open our hearts to the word, guess what? We can end up believing and following the wrong thing. That's all I'm saying. And the reason I tell you, a lot of times people say, you need to do this. And you go, how did I get there from here? You know what? We can take it a bite at a time. Take a few scriptures. Man, we can sit down together if you want to know something. And we can write them down. Put them on a card. That was the way I, I learned some of them. And I'm still learning. And many of y'all know, most of the time I go to sleep at night, I'm listen, listening to preaching all the time. Because you know what? I cannot give that devil a crack in the armor. We've got to fill up on the word of God. So let's keep on feeding on the word of God. Amen? So let's see what's next here. Who is God to you? Man. You know, sometimes you think that's a, a pretty easy question. But sometimes I ask a lot of people that when we're doing stuff. Who's God to you? Had a guy cussing, fussing, yelling, and everything else and all that. and worked with him about a half a day. And then we got around to this. I said, so who's God to you? He said, he's, he's everything to me. <laughs> really? How about that? That's interesting. You know? But you know what? You could probably say that same thing in my life at times. So I said, well, man. So how much time do you spend with him? Well, what do you mean? I don't have to go to church. No. How much time do you spend with him? Well, I read my Bible sometimes. I said, well, that's fine. When's the last time you read your Bible? Well, I don't know, man. Why are you coming down on me? I <laughs> just asked you a question. See? But see, what was happening? The Holy Spirit was convicting him. I didn't say you're a bad person. I didn't say I just asked you, hey, if this is, if this is everything to you, how much time are you putting in? Think about that when you've got a child. You put a little time in, don't you? You put a lot of time in. I mean, you put a lot of time in. Sometimes you put a lot of time in, in, in their grown. Amen? I think that's what we do because that's what love does. Love doesn't just say, okay, you're 18, you're out, I'm done. Okay, next. No, man. You've developed that relationship, so guess what? You stay plugged in and you, and you communicate and you want to hear from them. You want to see what's going on, right? That's what meaning everything means to me. Time, investment, love, forgiveness, grace. Amen? So, who is God to you? Man, if you ask me on a different day, I might give you a different answer. You say, well, what does that mean? See, if I can't pay my rent and God provides it, he might be my banker. Amen? You know what? If, if, I'm, if I'm not feeling good, you know what? He might be my healer that day. He's all those things. Amen? I went to a revival a couple years ago. And, and I, that sticks in my mind. And they were talking about who is Jesus to you? And this old gentleman jumped up. He said, man, sometimes he's my banker. Sometimes he's my psychologist. Sometimes he's, but he's always my Lord and Savior. Amen. But see, he saw him in different facets of his life when he went through different things. 
I don't know what you're going through today, but God knows what you're going through today. So today, you know what? Yes, is he your Lord and Savior? That's the first, first, deepest question I can ask you. But you know what? He's more than enough, amen? He's more than enough. And I'm gonna tell you that he can meet you right where you are on your worst day. If I didn't believe it, I wouldn't say it. And if I hadn't experienced it, I wouldn't tell you it either. Because I can tell you, God will meet you and, and, and take you right the way you are. Somebody say amen if you believe it. So, you know what? Who is God to you? He's everything. He's everything. He's my Lord. He's my Savior. And the truth of the matter is, sometimes I don't represent him the greatest. But I'm going to tell you what. I love that song that Thomas pulled out today. You know what? Sometimes we walk through some really dirty stuff. But God said, you know, I'm in the cleaning business. That's why Jesus came. I wrote something the other day. Sometimes I put a little burp on Facebook, just something encouraging. And I, I think it went something along like this. I said, if you didn't matter, Jesus wouldn't have came to earth and died on the cross. Looks like you might matter a little bit, amen? Do you think you matter? See, a lot of times when I talk to people, the biggest thing I say, they think they don't matter. Can we get this up a little bit, Mike? I think my battery might be going down. I appreciate it. I think a lot of times that we think we don't matter. But let me tell you, you matter a whole lot. If you want to know how much you matter, just look to the cross. I think it's number six, Mike. I appreciate it. One, two, 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 two. Is that better? Good. We want to make sure we get a good recording. Thank you. He's got to do it all. I appreciate you all so much. But you know, a lot of times when you talk to people, they feel like, man, I just don't matter. People like to belong. Y'all like to belong? We like to belong. Yeah. And what happens a lot of times is we'll sacrifice what we believe for belonging. I'm going to tell you, if you believe in Christ, the sacrifice has already been done and you can belong. Amen. Let's keep on rolling with that. This was out of that, that, that handbook I was reading the other day. This set this whole thing in motion. I said, the words of Jesus compel us to act and move beyond business as usual. How can you sit on the sidelines if you really think about that? How can I, how can I not just keep on moving if, if I just think, well, yeah, yeah. No, I need to really understand the price that Jesus paid. See, if I understand the price, then I realize the value. And if I understand the value, guess what? I'm going to cling to it. Amen. Any people like going out to eat? Yeah. Oh, we love going out to eat. I don't fish, don't drink, don't hunt. I eat out. That's what we do. I'm a professional eater-outer. So Friday was our Chili's night. Me and Jesse went to Chili's. And we sat down at our regular place. I don't even know what I order anymore because I get the same thing for the last year and a half. The girl said, the usual? I said, yes. And so my buddy went with me. He said, what you getting? I said, the usual. He said, what's that? I said, ask Jesse. Now, just a little side note. Jesse ordered some chicken stuff. I ordered my stuff. And my buddy said, that sounds good. I'll get that. I said, which one? He said, both. And he almost ate it all. I was like, man, I can't do that no more. But anyway, while we're sitting there, two ladies come and sit behind us. And I could, they were just joyous, man. They were there. I said, hey, how you doing? And she said, what did y'all get? I said, we got the usual. <laughs> we got the two for 20. Ask him. And so we're talking everything else. We're going about our business. So we get ready to leave. I said, I hope you guys have a great night. And automatically, I love doing this. I said, because you can usually tell. She said, well, you too. She was with her friend. And I said, you know, I can't help thinking you know somebody I know. And they always go, really? I said, yeah, I know you know this guy. Well, who is it? I said, his name's Jesus. She said, you know, you got that right, honey. <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. I was the long lost brother. And we talked about the things that the Lord talked about. Them things. We ended up being, they were ministers as well. And so anyway, you never know what's going to come out of a conversation, right? So she had her little Facebook thing and everything like that. She said, I don't know how to respond to people. 
I said, well, what do you mean? Just love them in the Lord. She said, no, I know that. I don't know how to push the right button. <laughs> I said, well, let me see. So I get my glasses out. I said, when you want to say something, you write it there and then hit post. She goes, praise God. Boy, does set her on, on fire now, man. We're friends on Facebook. She's going, bloop, 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 bloop. She says, because I see some stuff that's not right sometimes. And she said, I don't want to cause a conflict, but I will stand up for my Jesus. I said, you got to push that post button. Push that post button. You know, who would have thought that? Just, just going out to eat. We have an opportunity to see what's going on. Now, they had what I call praise and peace. All right? We do cook at home sometimes, but not too much on the weekends. So last night, we said, me and just said, we're going to do something different. See, Denise is a really cheap day. She said, I'll take popcorn and stay home. I said, come on, baby, let's go. She said, I'm good. Y'all go. So me and Jesse were just going to go, and, and we end up at this place. Yo, I, I don't even want to say it. This, uh, I didn't want to say it because now, now you just set me up. Now, boy, I had to take it out of the tank. So we went to this place. <laughs> we went to this place, and uh, we got there, and I've never been there. They chop up the food, and they throw it around and all that. So we've, we've been there. They burn your eyebrows off and everything like that. So we sat down there, and we're over there with a bunch of people. Imagine that, me and a bunch of people. I saw some of your folks there yesterday, too. See, you grandma over there. I did. This ain't about your grandma. I was on the other side of the table. I want to clarify this, okay? So I'm sitting with people that I don't know. I saw them, and they saw us. They go, oh, I think he's sitting over there. But anyway, <laughs> sitting over there, and so I'm having a conversation with these guys. And it's funny, because where your background is has a lot to do with you. And I'm saying, okay, they're not from Buckrow. <laughs> right? They were from California. How about that? And they thought I talked funny. Right? So I'm enjoying that and everything else. We'll get to my story. So the guy's flipping the food and everything else like that. And I'm encouraging the young guy. He's flipping the food and all this stuff. And uh, I say, hey, man, everything was real good. And he's like, blackity black, this black, 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 black. I was like, I'm paying how much to listen to him cussing from my child? And I just kind of love him in the Lord, everything else. Why does that tie into that? Met a couple of ladies two days before. They were praising the Lord. They had peace. They had harmony, and they were very grateful. Now, this guy could have just been having a bad day, but his whole attitude was on the wrong thing. You see what I'm getting with this? Theirs was on Christ. His was on crisis. They didn't treat him right. People in the back didn't know what they were doing. He dropped his knife, all these different things. And I thought, isn't that the big difference in our lives, in our focus? Amen. Two people, two restaurants, two, two different things. But it was all about the focus. So what I'm saying this today is, you know what it says? The words of Jesus compel us to act, move beyond business as usual. All right, what's compelling you to act and move? Is it Christ or your crisis? That's where I'm going with that, amen? I pray that we see Christ bigger than our crisis. Everybody doing good? Let's keep on going. All right. Shifting gears and moving on. Me, that means you, not just me, all of us, all right? So what do I do? When it comes to our responses, how do I respond? Think about last week now. Last week, anybody remember what we preached on? I had to look it up, so don't feel bad. Attitude in Jesus. The week before was on preparation. All this is building momentum. I said, do we apply the teaching of what we got last week and the week before? You know, some of the points were leaning on the Lord, keeping the joy in our heart, keeping our dreams alive. Or are you prepared to die? Are you prepared to live? Are you prepared to give? And I said, man, I'm not here to re-preach those messages, but I'm just saying, let's take a little inventory. Are we applying what we're feeding on? That's all I'm saying. Are we applying that? You know, believe it or not, most of the times at night, I listen to what I preach during the day. 
Not because, oh, let me hear. No, because I want to make sure. You know what, Lord, is, is, is that what it is? There's something in there for me too, right? Guess what? It's usually something for me first, and God's twisting and making molding in my life so I can share it with somebody else. Let me tell you, you got to pour it through your life first, amen? So let's take a look at that. How do we do that? Where do we place the focus on? Let's go back to our scripture again, okay? It says, do not be conformed to this world, but continuously be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may be able to determine what God's will is. You want to know what God's will is? You got to stay in this word, amen? What is proper, what is pleasing, and what is perfect. We got to feed on the truth. I said wrong believing will produce wrong actions. Right believing will produce proper actions. Amen. It's so important. What are you focused on? Y'all ready for a little game? A little something? All right. Ready? I want y'all to focus. I want you to look around everywhere and focus on what is brown. Brown, brown, brown. Okay, no, look brown. What's brown? What's brown? What's brown? You see how many things you name brown? Look, look, look. look. Brown, brown, brown. Close your eyes. How many things red did you see? One, one, two. You said, what is that all about? All right. You were focused on that one thing, right? So all you saw was brown, right? When, I, when we threw something else in there, you said, well, red. Well, I wasn't focused on that. All right, close your eyes again. Red, 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 red. How many things you see that are red? More. Saw more, right? I know that sounds like a silly little game, but I'm going to tell you what. Some people were probably still looking at the brown going, well, that's kind of reddish so you can get more on your list, right? Right? We do that. But there's so many things coming at us, right? So if we don't hone in on those things, we're going to miss out a lot of times. So what are we honing in on? What are we focusing on? Again, man, are we focusing on Christ or are we focusing on a crisis? That's, what I'm, that's all I was trying to get to. So we've got to renew our mind with the Word of God. Let's keep on rolling. I said, your focus will pull you in that direction, whatever it is. If you're going to try to lose weight, and I probably shouldn't really be preaching on that, but I'm just telling you, if you're going to focus on weight, and you're just focusing on, I'm going to lose that tip, I'm going to lose, I'm going to do this, and I can't eat that, and I can't eat that, and I can't eat that, and, and about 700 more things that you can't eat, guess what you're going to do? You're probably going to fail. But if you look at what you can do, come on, it's all the difference in the world. And usually, it's a little decision. Baked chicken instead of fried chicken. Water instead of tea or whatever it is, you know. But that's just one of those things. Now, you can take that in our life and apply it on anything. You know, man, I need to save up $1,000. Oh, my gosh, I'm going to save $1,000. How am I going to do that? So save a dollar at a time. You know? I think a lot of times we look at the big picture, we get overwhelmed. I'm saying take it in baby steps. Take it in baby steps. Well, I don't know all that stuff about the Bible. Me either. But I'm learning. Every time I open up, God refreshes my mind and shows me some stuff. Because guess what? I'm going to renew my mind with the truth of God's word. And it pulls me in the direction of my Savior. When I open up the word of God. When we sing praise, it pulls me and draws me into a deeper loving relationship of God. Is that a bad thing at all? Never. Amen. Let's keep on going. So I said, does the message move you? Move from your head to your heart. You know, when you hear things sometimes, you know, when we talk about, do you know Jesus and everything else? Have you made a commitment to that? People say, well, yeah, I know about Jesus. I talk about that all the time. Yeah, yeah. But have you allowed that to move from your head knowledge to your heart knowledge to your feet? What do you mean about that? I'll give you the old Buckrow translation. Don't just talk me to death. Show me something. Do we believe... He is who he says he is. 
Do we believe that God took all your sin away? Do you believe that? Yes or no? All your sin. Last week's sin. Today's sin. Two years from now sin. All sin. Do you believe that? Amen. That's freeing, isn't it? Not free to do what you want, but free to serve him without condemnation and guilt and all those things. You see where I'm going with that? Do you believe that you have to add to the work of the cross? No. Right? Some people do. They think it's the cross plus whatever they do. No. What did he say on there? It is finished. I love that. It is finished. That means he did the work. He did it all. But you know what? That's where we start. We start walking in that relationship. We start walking in that blessing. Start moving in the things of God. Amen? God's always there, always willing for us to move forward. But see, business as usual would be, hear this message, walk out, get in your car, and forget all about it. That's why I said, okay, did it move from your heart to your feet? What is it today for you, 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 him, her, me, that God's speaking to you today? Maybe it's a course correction. Maybe it's to call somebody. Maybe it's to forgive somebody. Maybe it's to forgive yourself. I don't know what it is. But I'm telling you, when you're in the hearing of God's word, there's something that activates in our spirit to step up to the plate. Amen. There's something that God's showing and teaching us. Maybe he's just saying, I love you. Maybe he's just saying, you know what? I forgive you. Maybe he's saying, you know what? Let it go. I don't know who that was for, but I believe that's something right there. Just let it go. Let's keep on moving. I'm going to share a couple little things about faith and action. Uh, man. Are we armed with stuff? I thought about this last night when I shared a few things with the ladies at Chili's and, and talked about Facebook and their, their fancy phone. And she didn't know how it worked, but she got it down now. She says, man, I'm armed now. Are we armed? Have you ever felt unarmed? That's a rough thing. The first time I ever preached, I got a call to go to Richmond. And uh, man, I, I remember what it was on. It was Matthew 7, 7, ask, seek, and knock. I, I mean, I, I poured over that every which way and everything else. I preached it three times on the drive there, everything else. And then this is one of these churches that they just let it all hang out. I mean, they, this woman had a squeeze box and a tambourine, and we were getting with it. And man, they was cu cooking chitlins and uh, 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 what else did they have in there? Collards in the back. Man, it was, this was a good time. I was like, man, we will eat after we finish preaching. Everything was good. Right? And, and the other guy that was pastor, he kept going back there and he'd sample something and say, Amen. Come on back. I said, Man, I like this place. So I get on up there and so they said, We want you to do uh, music and do the message. I said, Okay. So I played the music and he said, All right, we're going to have uh, Brother Chapman go ahead and, 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 and share a little testimony with us. Well, I thought that meant do the message. And I did my message and I was all preached out. And my buddy that rode with me, he's like, Yeah. He said, Now that is quite a testimony. All right, we're going to pass the hat. We're going to do this. I was getting ready to sit down. He said, now we're going to have Brother Chapman come and bring the word. <laughs> Say, what? I preached everything I knew. I, mean, I said, I guess I can preach it again. <laughs> I thought, what am I going to do now? I felt unprepared. Man. So I start talking, and God started providing and there was a lady with that squeeze box. I probably shared this before. And Lord rescued me through a woman with a squeeze box. And I said, amen. Has anybody got a testimony they want to share? And she got up there and she said, I do. I sat down and I just prayed. And she talked and she talked and she preached. And everything. I said, I can't add nothing to that. Amen. Get it. <laughs> Woo. I was like, my gosh. But man, she had something to say too. She had talked about what God had done in her life. It was amazing. Mm -mm -mm. Years go by, I said, I don't ever want to be in that position again. 
I'm studying. I'm looking. Man, I, at first, I tell you what, I used in my wallet, I would keep a message in my wallet. I went to a funeral on time to pay respects to my buddy's sister. And he said, I said, man, I'm really sorry for your loss. He said, well, I'm glad you're here. Mom wants to see you. Mom, I'm, I'm sorry for your loss. Okay. She said, okay, we're ready. I said, okay. What? Say something. <laughs> what? You got to tell me. <laughs> I had no idea I was preaching a funeral. I just rolled up in there. I am really sorry. Man, they give me the elbow and they say, bow your head, man. Everybody got their ponytails and everything over here and all this stuff. Get it. Wallet still clanging together with the chains on it. <laughs> I was like, oh, Lord, you got to show up again here. So you never know. So after that, I would, carry, I would carry a message around with me most of the time in my pocket. Just in case. You know, see what's going on. So anyway, time goes by. And I love to do some revival preaching. Amen. You get the chance to go under the big top, the tent and everything else like that. Oh, it's a good time, man. And so I went over to my buddy. This guy, this is a great name. How would you like to have your real name be? Genesis. Genesis, my buddy Genesis. And man, I'm going to tell you what. That's the great thing about doing evangelism. You go a lot of places and you see they do a lot of things. I mean, some people are like this. Some people are like this. I mean, whatever. You know, they're just praising the Lord. So we get up there. It's kind of a sad story, but it's going to get to where I want to share about God being a provider. We get there and says, hey, buddy. How you doing? And man, they're praying and they're hollering and they're, man, everything else. And man, I'm like, whoo, I'm ready. Put me in, coach. So as soon as I get ready to walk up to do, I'm going to do the music. They got other people doing the music. They usually got other people preaching. I hear an ambulance. And it's getting closer. And it's getting closer. And it's getting closer. And my buddy's phone goes off. The pastor of that church. He goes, I'll be right there. He said, it's all yours. I got to go. It's my mama. Man, I said, what? 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 I'm just going to play five songs and sit down. My gosh. But I guess God had a bigger plan. He lost his mama on that. But boy, I tell you what. What a testimony that his mom made. And they called back and said, Brother Genesis said, he wants you to handle all. I said, and now, this is when the world things were kidding. I hadn't been preaching no time, maybe like four times. You know, I was the music guy. And I had been there before, and I had seen all the other good preachers there. I'm just telling you the truth, right? I mean, that guy got a town over there. He's going to preach. I got, he's over there. Oh, man, I was just like this. That's the way I felt for a few minutes. I said, no, no, no. I've seen God working this before. And my buddy again, he said, come here. Right? My other friend that rode with me. He said, well, are you ready? I said, no, but he is. I remember what I preached. I remember the first thing I said? It's by grace you're saved through faith, not that of yourself. I got preaching and talking and going, this ain't about me, please understand that. I'm talking about how God showed up. And I said, I will not come up short on this. There's too many people that need to know Jesus. And we were talking and everything else. And I tell you what, me and God was giving me all types of stuff. And I took around and, and, and there was a two by four down there. And I spun a two by four, had that there. And the thing there, I said, boom, I put a two by four across there. I said, sometimes, you know, it's like doing a balancing act out here. I said, sometimes you're just walking on the edge. Feel like you're going to fall off. And somebody said, get up on it. I was like, what? <laughs> I wasn't ready to get on the two by four. So I got on the two by four. I said, you know, sometimes you just got to trust God. <laughs> Man, that thing was going, man, sometimes you get out of your comfort zone, don't you? I say all that because this, 
The me wasn't about me. It was about him. So you know what? I want to encourage you as you fill up on, on the Lord and fill up on things. That you know what? That God will provide when you need him. Amen. Amen. He, will be, he will make a way out of no way. And I can't say enough about him because I'm going to tell you what. The Lord has been good to me. How about you? Amen. Well, let's keep on going. How does that impact others? I said, your view of others say a lot about your values. Think about that. Are you compassionate? You love other people? You forgive people? Is it all about you? You know, does it, do you hurt when somebody else hurts? Are you concerned when somebody else can't, can't make ends meet? Are you concerned about that? Or you just step over and keep on going? Because that really says a lot about your values. See, a lot of times we think our values are just for us, right? But our values affect how we deal with others, amen? So where's Christ in your values? Is he at the head? When we start out, we talk about God. Is he, is he the resource? Is that what's going on there? Let's keep on going. I said this a little earlier. I said, are you passionate? Do you get involved? Uh, how do you respond to the needs of others? I'm going to tell you what, I've seen you guys step up time and time and time after time. You know, just that little thing, just with that little piggyback. Just think if we were really focused on something, how much God could do. Huh? If we were really sold out, what could God do? I'm not talking about just money. I'm talking about coming together. We're going to have some opportunities this summer to do some things in the community. Amen. But guess what? It's going to take a little bit of your time. And I promise it'll just be a little bit. But it'll take a committed heart. Amen. It'll take a committed heart. And I believe, you know what, that's what God calls us to do. Not just be sitting on the sideline, not just be comfortable, right? But sometimes we've got to get out and get involved, amen. How about this? How do you pray for others? All right? Do you pray like this? Lord, I hope he gets his. I can't stand him. Huh? I had my karate teacher one time. I guess I hit, I hit on that one. My, my karate teacher was a great guy, and his wife was a, was a believer. And I think he was plugged in, but she was a little more plugged in than him. And we were talking one day. By the way, if you take karate, you probably want to know Jesus. Amen. I'll tell you, it's a good thing to know because you might get hurt. But anyway, I remember he said he had a lot of times. He had a lot of different things going on. And uh, he worked another job and he worked his karate place. And he said, man, this guy at work just keeps, keeps slinging the work on me and all this. And, said, and his wife said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to pray for him. He's like, yeah, that'll get him. Pray, baby. <laughs> Bring down the fire on him. That's what he's thinking, right? She said, no, I'm going to pray that he's blessed. I'm going to pray that God has shown that. He said, what? She said, God will take care of that. He'll get his in time. He said, but when? See, it showed a little bit in his heart, right? But see, when we're wounded, we want, get him. Get him, boys. Get him. But as God cultivates our heart and moves things in our heart, right, we start going, okay. You know? I've seen that, and sometimes I don't respond that way, but, but you know, I've seen that. I, I know that by now. It's like, you know what? Somebody, this has been a while back where we working, something was going on, and, and the guy was working with me because, man, I just can't believe this. I said, well, you know what? That's why we just go ahead and pray for him. He said, you can. I said, well, good, I'll pray for you too, and me, because that's what it's all about. But at that moment, we didn't want to do that, right? We won't. Call down the fire on him, right? But God says, you know what? But see, to me, that God's, that to me, I, I would hope God says, now you're getting it. Now you're starting to get it. Can you imagine all that the Lord went through? All the things he did for all the sins of the world. Peeps over the realm of heaven and said, I cannot believe you're doing that after what I went through. Some people view God that way. 
But that's not how he is. God said, you know what? Come on back to me. I love you. Come on. I love you. Over and over. We see that grace and forgiveness. Amen. And I, I want to say this. I mentioned this last week. Just because you're a Christian don't mean you got to sit on the sidelines and, get, and be a doormat. Amen. You stand up for what you believe. Stand up for what is right. And we do it the way God wants us to do it. Amen. And we pray that God will, will honor that. And I believe he will. How about you? I believe he honors those things. Let's keep on going. How do we serve? We talked about serve. How do we serve others? Amen. Man, I see a lot of folks here, right here in this room, that just step up all the time. And I appreciate that all the time. Uh, man, what is it that we can do to make a difference in others' lives? See, a lot of times we think it's just giving and all this stuff. Sometimes it might just be giving an ear, a word of encouragement. Amen? Yeah, that'll go a long way. That'll go a long way. Let me tell you, today, an umbrella changed my whole attitude on this morning. I appreciate that. Because it's not just the umbrella. It's the content behind it. It's the love behind it. It's the motivation behind it. Somebody was thinking about me from two weeks ago because I got wet. Wow. How does it make you feel? Make me feel pretty special. Makes me feel real special. So think about that. Did you know you were prayed for before you even got here? Probably before you got out of bed. Amen. I don't just say that. Did you know that you're prayed for every day? Every day. Every day. You say, well, this is my first time here. Well, guess what? We've been praying for you to get here. That's awesome. That's just awesome. Let's keep on going. How do we serve? You know what? I think we serve others by serving Christ. Amen? What do you mean by that? As we're obedient to what God has for us, he's going to give us opportunities to respond the way he would have us respond. Amen? And I pray that we're encouraged to do that. And I said this right here. I said, a heart that is captured by Christ will not function in a business as usual state. Do y'all believe that? I really do. I, I believe that we'll have pure motives. I believe that things will change. I don't think it'll be, we don't give to get. We give because we've already got. Amen? That's, that's what I see there. So, you know, how, this is something I, ah, I think you can pre preach on forgiveness every week, every day. How can I not, I have not been through some of the things y'all have been through. But I got to look at things this way or my brain would go crazy. How can I not forgive somebody when God's forgiven me of everything? Everything. Everything. And see, then we want to come out and take these little scorecards and stuff. Well, yeah, but I'm, man, I'm going to tell you what, if you're a rock and roller for all those years, you got a lot of garbage. Amen. But let me tell you. There is no garbage that God can clean up. Amen. Jesus took it all. I want you to hear that today. And I tell you what, don't be bound by unforgiveness. Because probably the person that you're not forgiven don't even know anything about it. And it's taking a piece of your life, a minute at a time, a relationship at a time. And bitterness never makes you better. It just makes you more bitter. That's not even on the sheet. I just think I'm supposed to say something about it. So, how do, we, how do we move forward with that? You know what? I'm going to tell you a little story here. Spread your wings. I shared this a long time ago. I didn't come up with it, but, but I thought it was a great thing. It was about the worm, the cocoon, and the butterfly. Do you all remember that? It's a pretty cool story. So, you take a look at a worm, you know, the little inchworm, and he goes in a cocoon, right? And he comes out of that cocoon, and he comes out as a butterfly. And I also heard this, as that, that worm turns into that butterfly and starts coming out on his own, 
there's strength and different things that he's uh, developing along that way to develop his wings. I know one friend told me that one time they did an experiment and they tried to help pull the, uh, pull the butterfly out of that cocoon and it didn't fully develop because it, had, it didn't go through that process. So look at this. Sometimes you might be in a tough state, but going through that process, God is molding things in your life to be that great butterfly. I also want you to see the correlation between that worm, the old person, us, before we knew Christ. What do we say? If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. That's my scripture coming up next. But what happens is, you know what? We talked about it a, a while back that we, we've been crucified with him. I want you to see that. When you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, God sees you as you being buried with him and pulled back up. Amen? And set on the right-hand side of God. So I want you to think about this for a second. Here's our scripture to look at that. That butterfly is a new creation, amen? Is that butterfly ever going to be a worm again? Tell me. Is it ever going to be a worm again? No. If you are a Christian, you're not going to be a non-Christian. You see what I'm saying? Once you call on the name of Jesus, you are conformed, you're being conformed, but you, you are saved and sealed by the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. You're set into the family. You hear what I'm saying? You come out of that cocoon, you're a butterfly now. Will that butterfly in our story here fly around and land on some dirty things sometimes? Absolutely. Is, this, is it a worm again? No. Will that butterfly hang out with some of his old worm buddies? Yep. Is he still a butterfly? What I want you to see is, once we become that butterfly in Christ, if you want to say it that way, that you'll always be that butterfly. We might land on things. We might fly in the wrong direction. We might uh, hang out with the, the wrong crowd and things like that, all those different things. But are you ever going to be a worm again? No. What does our scripture say? Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Today, if you're calling on the name of Jesus, or if you've already called along the name of Jesus, upon the name of Jesus, realize that God has set you apart, right? And that you're a new creature in Christ. Today, don't let it go on business as usual, but I want you to let it go as today is I'm going to let the things go behind me, right? I'm going to let those things just stop behind me that's trying to pull me down and just continue to say, you know what? Today's a new day. Today, today is a day that God has made. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you so much for the message today. And I thank you, Lord, that uh, you know what? That you're more than enough, that we're a new creation in you. Lord, I pray that today, that you know what? That you've given us an opportunity to uh, just come to a saving knowledge of your son. And I just thank you so much, Lord, that you know, if there's one here today that's never known you as Lord and Savior, that today they'll come to that saving knowledge of who you are. Let me ask you a question while we're praying for you today. If you're here today and you've never called upon the name of Jesus, today could be that day. Have you ever thought about where you'd spend eternity? Have you ever thought about what God has done for you? Amen. I want you to just think about that. I want you to think about, I want you to think about that grace. I want you to think about God's love. I want to think about all the things that are bad in your life and think about how God has canceled them out. I'm not saying you don't go through some pain. I'm not saying you go through some different things like that. 
But I, I pray that, you know, that today you take a minute and, and just realize where you're at in this whole thing. And so, Father God, I thank you that no matter where we're at, your love and your grace and your mercy can reach us. If you're here today, do you know for sure that you'd spend eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ? You say, buddy, how do I do that? I'm a pretty nice person. Nice guys, it's not about nice guys, nice gals. It's about Jesus, amen? So today, if you've never called upon the name of Jesus, I pray that today is the day. And you can pray this from your heart right where you are. Dear Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. Today, Lord, I'm trusting you. I put in my faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. Nothing else will do. It's you, Lord. Forgive me today and come into my life. If you're here today and you say, buddy, I've done that. It's been a rough ride. Let me pray for you today. Father God, strengthen our brothers and sisters in Christ. Strengthen me, Lord, today in all you've done. I thank you, Lord, that you are more than enough. I thank you, Lord, that today that we can get back in the game. That it's not, it's not business as usual, but it's transformation through your word, through your preaching and teaching, and through your love for us. In Jesus' mighty name. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. Amen.